Thank you for tuning in to Voice of Islam Jamaica. The following is a recorded program of a live show. Please do not call in, but feel free to send messages on our WhatsApp line at 876-283-9533. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. May the peace and blessings of God be unto you. Hello dear listeners, welcome to Voice of Islam. Here at Voice of Islam, we seek to educate the general public on issues, concerns, and questions that they may have about the religion of Islam. I am your host, Imam Ibrahim Fawson. Voice of Islam is sponsored by the Ahmadiyya Muslim community here in Jamaica. And for the knowledge of the new listeners, the Ahmadiyya Muslim community is one of the over 70 denominations in Islam. This community believes in the advent of the reformer of the age in the person of His Holiness, Mirza Ghulam Ahmed. The Ahmadiyya Muslim community is also spread across over 200 countries and we believe in peaceful coexistence with God's creation and rejects uh, we reject any form of violence against God's creation. Our motto has always been love for all and hatred for none. In the course of this program, if you want to send in your questions or concerns, please do so via WhatsApp. And the number is 876-283-9533. Also, as a reminder... Voice of Islam is available on our podcast, voiceofislamjamaica.com. You can visit and have another opportunity to listen to um, this program. Today on Voice of Islam, we are continuing our discussion about the coronavirus, which obviously has become a talk in town. Last week on Voice of Islam, we spoke extensively about the need to collectively survive this pandemic. We also looked at the spiritual aspects of um, cure and also if prayers do help in times like this. So we are joined last week by a missionary of the community who took us through um, some of the prayers that in desperate times like this, we can, I mean, supplicate or we can offer um, seeking God's mercy and also protection and forgiveness. He also took us through some of the humanitarian um, services the Ahmadiyya Muslim community is rendering across the world, particularly here even in Jamaica. Um, we have arranged for the second time um, food supply to some of the deserving um, individuals and everywhere across the globe, Members of this community are busy helping people who stand in need of, you know, food and some basic necessities in life in times like this. Today, we are lucky to have a medical doctor on the show who is going to um, take us through the medical aspects of this coronavirus. But then um, before even I bring in the doctor to um, give us his thoughts what the coronavirus is, um, the types of harm it does to our body. I have observed, and it is, an, it is an open knowledge, that the need to take this 
pandemic serious cannot be underestimated. We need to take this virus serious before it gets out of hand. If you look at the um, the fatality rate, the death, the mortality rate of this virus, you might notice that in some countries the mortality rate is about one percent. In some countries, it's about five percent. For instance, in Australia, it's about one percent, which means that if one hundred people are infected, one out of the one hundred would die. In the U.S., it's about five percent. In um, Spain, it's about 10%. In Italy, it's about 13%. This gives a clear understanding of how some countries took it serious and how some countries, I mean, their citizens were also ready to follow the guidelines and the directives given uh, to them by their um, health authorities. And if we go across the length and breadth of the country on the streets, in our markets, I mean, at the shops, we see vividly that people are not taking this virus seriously. As we speak now, there are over 2.4 million people globally who have been infected and unfortunately, 170,000 individuals have died from this disease. In Jamaica, as we speak currently, the figure is about 163, a sharp increase within about three or four days, which has become a cause of concern and also the reason that uh, St. Catherine has been under complete lockdown for the past almost a week. This virus, as we say, has come to teach us a lot. Unfortunately, as it is, it is teaching us a lot and as humanity this virus has taught us how weak we are and also how helpless we are without god and it gives us the cause to always be glued to the um, the maker of the heavens and the earth over the course of the week um we observing the media there, there are a lot of things that you know um we witnessed which of course um, raises an alarm for us all to take this virus um, seriously in uk for instance a video that i saw from some muslim community in uk and you know you might notice that muslims don't let their dead ones um, you know be kept for quite some time I mean, as people die, they are buried as soon as, you know, practicable. So we notice that in some cases, people are buried in a mass grave in the numbers tens. You know, some, the mass graves are dug for 10 people and they keep digging and it is a cause um, for worry. In about a century, for the first time, Easter was celebrated without congregation in the churches which always would have filled the, the the churches and also in about few days time we muslims all over the world are going to um, begin the holy month of ramadan after the end of the holy month of ramadan there is a special festivity which is called the eid and the eid is celebrated in a public space i mean in an open space it is obvious 
that this year, for the first time in almost like 100 years, Muslims all over the world wouldn't have that opportunity to celebrate the Eid in a public or in an open space as it is the norm. In Sri Lanka, for instance, the government has initiated steps to compulsory cremate people who die from the coronavirus. Families can no longer visit their loved ones when they are admitted into the hospitals. Even when they die, families cannot get closer to their loved ones. Sometimes they don't even see them. They only hear that their family member was taken to the hospital and passed away and the state takes care of the barrier. They can't see it. It is such serious and I believe collectively we need to take it very seriously uh, before it takes us serious. And it is for this reason that I have invited Dr. Uh, Mohammed Musa, who is a medical doctor, and um, have requested him to take us through some of the dangers of um, the coronavirus and the harm that it does to our body and the need for all of us as um, a society to take it serious by following the precautions that the ministries of health and also the agencies um, you know of state put in place over the weekend we noticed that when the saint catherine lockdown was announced people were fleeing the saint catherine you know parish to other places and some were i mean captured as far as in montego bay and other places of course, this shows that we are not learning from the examples of countries like um, Italy and other places where uh, some of this lockdown, you know, resulted into sharp um, spread of the of the virus. So, as I said, Dr. Mohammed joins me on the phone. And Doc, if you can hear me, Assalamu alaikum and welcome to Voice of Islam. Wa alaikum salam. Doc, I have said that uh, coronavirus is in a way trying to you know get us into a different phase of our life and across the world there is almost virtually no country that this virus has not reached if i should ask you in the layman's view to explain to us what is coronavirus and what are the modes of transmission um coronaviruses or viruses as a whole are a small organisms that um, when gain access to the human body can cause changes in a particular organ that will affect or cause sickness to the person these coronaviruses are a group of viruses that we say um, have a form of a crown. That's why they call corona. In okay. Latin, corona means crown. So um, this COVID-19 is one of a numerous groups of coronaviruses. In the past, we have had few coronaviruses that have uh, passed to human beings. I should say that most coronaviruses are zoonosis. That means that 
they primarily affect animals and, and bird, uh, birds. And when they transfer from this bird to a, a human being, they can change their form. And by changing their form, they adopt so that they can pass from person to person. And this COVID or coronavirus disease is named because this was is a type of coronavirus that was found in 2019 okay. in China. In China, that is why it's called COVID. 19. 19. The 19 okay. is just because of the year. Okay. 2019. Okay. This particular virus can be passed to you from human to human. Now it has been it has adopted itself to pass from human to human. The mode of transmission or the way it can pass from one person to another is through what is termed as droplets. Now, droplets are secretions or uh, things that fly from our mouth when we sneeze, when we cough, our mouth and our noses. When we sneeze, okay. when we cough, or even when we talk. So some of these droplets are heavy. So they don't travel far. They will fall around in every surface, in any surface, whether you sneeze around a chair, a bed, a table, yeah. a wall, it will attach to those surfaces, which is within two meters from the person who has this sickness, who is sneezing or who is coughing or who is talking. Okay. And then we have smaller particles droplets which are called the micro droplets this micro droplets can hang in the environment for some time it's hung in the air in the air okay yes so if you are in an environment in a crowded environment and somebody comes although you were not two meters from that person and you don't get these heavier uh, droplets those micro droplets that hangs in the environment for some time, you're walking into it, you can breathe them in. Which, which means that um, spaces with um, proper ventilation would yes. be a place that the virus might not do well because the wind might blow it away as, yes, as, a, as, a, as compared to places where the, the room is like AC room where there's no proper ventilation. Yes, that's true. That's true. Now, this, uh, the heavier droplet that will remain on surfaces, depending on the environmental temperature, they can last between two hours to days, several days. That's serious. So in the hotter temperature, it might not last that long, maybe two hours or one day. But in a cooler temperature, it can last up to several days. So you come and you touch this surface with your hands and you touch, you scratch your face, you scratch your nose, your eyes, your mouth. This virus can gain access to your system. And what it does is that it attaches itself 
to certain cells or what we call receptors mm -hmm. in the lungs and in the guts, that's in your bowel. And that cause changes specifically in the lungs and to some minor extent in the guts. But it is a lung disease that is causing these serious illnesses that affect the breathing and the lungs to fail. Uh, what it does is that when it attaches itself to these receptors in the lungs, it neutralizes the lungs' own ability to defend or to sweep out all dirt from inside the lungs. Oh. And if you are not able to, because our body, our lungs have secretions that okay. come out. But the, our body mechanism to sweep out this uh, dirt or secretions is to be able to cough it out. Okay. And when this uh, virus attached to the receptors, it neutralizes our body capacity to be able to cough out the dirt. So the dirt remains in the lungs and allow fluid to fool our lungs. The lungs tissue is like a sponge. Okay. So this sponge, this sponge uh, form is what allows oxygen to go through inside the lungs and go into your blood cells and to go to all the organs, vital organs of your body. Okay. But, and then bring out what we call carbon dioxide, which is a poisonous gas inside your body. So if our body is no longer, our lungs is no longer able to absorb or to absorb the oxygen and to bring out uh, the carbon dioxide, that will cause the lungs to fail and that will poison our body. And that is what we call a serious respiratory illness. So, which means that um, when a person gets to this stage, they, it, it becomes difficult for them to breathe on their own. Yes, it becomes impossible for them to breathe and get enough oxygen on their own because the lungs is full with fluid so we don't get oxygen so we can't breathe on our own the lung is not functioning and that is where it is necessary for a ventilator it's ventilator yeah yeah if you can explain to us on the i mean yes. from the layman's point of view what is a ventilator we've heard it over and over yes the ventilator is a device that breathes for you that okay do the function of the lungs. So it pushes oxygen directly into the lungs and try to overcome that uh, barrier which was preventing the oxygen from going in. So the ventilator does that for you until, and then you are, you are, you are treated until you recover. The lungs recover its tissues well enough to be able to breathe on its own. Thank you very much, um, Doc. I, you know, initially you stated that the the disease, this um, the set of disease, particularly this uh, coronavirus, 
was um, present in animals. How did it yeah. come to um, human beings? Yeah, I mean, human beings in our relation with animals, some anim diseases which was primarily in animals have adopted itself, have modified themselves okay. to be able to affect a human being who is in direct contact with these animals. Okay. Now, primarily it would have affected the animals, animals okay. but the virus itself has uh, modified and the, itself. And the, undergone and some self-changes. <laughs> yes, okay. self-changes. Okay. And have been able to jump from the animal to the human beings who are in direct contact with the animals. So when it goes into this human being, it finds an organ where it can multiply itself inside that particular organ. And then it comes out into other people, other humans, in the form that we just explained that, I mean, it come out from droplets that come from our sneezing okay. and talking last week um doc last week we on our program um we we looked at the the spiritual as aspect of it and we looked at the holy quran in the holy quran um some verses which give us direction on what animal what food to eat what animal not to eat and also in the bible um there are certain um you know biblical re references which prevent us, forbid us from eating particular food. If it was, I mean, initially in animals, then God is, is right to give us some um, precaution as to what to eat and what not to eat. But then since you, you might not want to be dragged into the religious uh, discussion, let me come to my next question. Um, we understand there is no cure and there is no vaccine. Is that the case? Yes, for now, there is no specific cure for the virus. Okay. And there's no vaccine yet for the virus. And that brings me to the next so, question. So when the person is infected, what happens to the person since there isn't any a definite cure um, for that? Okay. When the person is infected and either brought to the hospital or sent to the hospital, what happens to the, the person? Okay. And to some extent, for a little um on the lighter part of this thank god this disease does not cause serious infection in about 80 percent of the people who get it oh so now our problem is the 20 percent who come down with serious infection it, the, I mean, in about 80% of the people who get the disease, they will just have symptoms of flu, flu symptoms. Okay. Cold, coughing, fever, bad uh, headaches, and bad feelings, and not having appetite to eat. Okay. So, and gradually, they, those people are the ones that will take uh, home remedies, paracetamol and all those things for your fever and thing, and then it goes away. Now, it's a good thing that it don't affect, everybody it affects, it doesn't, 
it doesn't become very very severe. Otherwise, however, it's also a bad thing because then we do uh, those who have it and they don't have serious sickness will think that they are fine. They don't have any problem and they go around. And that's oh. where they can now infect other people. That's quite have, serious. Yeah, that's quite serious. Now, the problem is the 20% of the people who get it. This 20% can be very, very sick. And some of them, most of those ones will need hospital. So to imagine this in a context of our uh, Jamaica, our country. Sure. If about, if they say if it was, if uh, the government did not take this severe measures to make sure that it protect the society from it and then everybody just walk around and everybody get it or even half of the population get it which will be 1.5 million people so let's say 20 percent of that would be, uh, that's going, of, to be like, um, 1. 20, 5, that's going to be like 1.5 that's going to be like 300,000 that will be 300,000 imagine 300,000 people Serious. presenting to hospitals in Jamaica Serious. That is serious. So that is where we all have to do our part to protect ourselves and protect our loved ones and our neighbors. Because most of the people who will get this serious sickness are the people who do have pre-existing conditions. Okay. Like diabetes, asthma, high blood pressure, sickle cell, etc. And in our, in our communities, we can see that. I mean, if you look around, it's not hard enough for you to see one or two or three or four people who have one of these sicknesses. Okay. So we don't want those people to get it. We don't want, nobody, we don't want anybody to get it, but we have to protect the most vulnerable population. Now, that is why it is good for all of us to observe and adhere to the measures being uh, implemented by the government and by the health uh, authorities. That's quite important. And um, let me ask, we have, you, have, you, have, you have taken us through how, what the disease is, and then the mode of transmission and yeah. also the effect it has on the body. You yeah. have also taken us through, um, since there's no cure, I mean, definite cure, when a person is infected, what, I mean, happens. Now let's look at the preventative measures. Yeah. Particularly, let's, I mean, center it on the, the human body. What yeah. are some of the prevent, I mean, prevention measures that um, a person could adopt we will come to the lifestyle, social distance, and that. But then the person yeah. himself, the human body, because I understand the um, medically they say the the body has its own soldiers. If we are to bring it down to the uh, the country level, the, the the body has soldiers that once they detect something wrong with the body, they go out on the street, basically yeah. in the body, and then they fight it. Um, yeah. In their way, going 
we also understand that if the road is blocked, just like um, the, the blood flow is not properly done, I mean, it's not circulating well, it's almost like there's a fire and then fire truck or the military are going, but then there's traffic on the way. So yes. what are some of the, um, the, the, the steps we can adopt to energize our body so that um, we don't even get this? Yes, as there's no cure and there's no vaccine, we can all look at prevention. Okay. And part of prevention, apart from uh, staying indoors, observing the social distances, and when we are outside, where we are allowed to go outside, we stay two meters apart from anybody. Avoid crowded places. Avoid people who cough, avoid people who coughing. Sure, it doesn't mean that you should harm them, but <laughs> stay away. From stay them. away. Yeah. And if you want to cough, get a rag or a tissue, cough in the tissue and throw it away. All of that are measures that we take to prevent it. But apart from that, as we're saying, the twenty percent that will get sick are those whose immune system, which is what you call the soldiers of the body, okay. which immune system do not function um, to their full capacity. So age will reduce your immune system, how it works. Pre-existing con medical conditions will uh, affect how your immune system works. And lack of exercise, will also reduce how your immune system works. So um, apart from all these uh, measures that we have spoken about, it will, be, it will be good if we do exercises daily. Okay. Okay. At least even climbing our steps inside your own house, up and down, up and down for about 15 minutes to 25 minutes a day. Up to 30 minutes you can. That's a good exercise. So there's no excuse, excuse saying that because we are, maybe a person is under lockdown, we cannot go to the street, we cannot do exercise. Yeah. You can do it no, you can in, exercise in your inside your house. Yeah. In your backyard. You can run around your house. Okay. You can um, do squatting inside your house. Sure. You can do push-up if you are strong enough to do it, you can do that inside your house. You can do any exercise, anything that will um, allow you to exercise the body for about 15 minutes to half an hour a day. And that, if you do that three, three or four times a week, is good enough. Okay. Because exercise activates certain um, Cell, certain uh, products in our muscle cells, okay. which also help to boost our immune system. So we can't just sit down and watch TV or play games the whole day because we are under lockdown or we are under quarantine. We can't exercise. Thank you so, very much. Okay. Yeah. You have more. So as we as we're saying, apart from exercising, you know. There are other preventative measures that you can take. Is um, we cannot overemphasize the idea of social distancing. Okay. 
the wearing of masks when you're going out in public is very important. Because remember we said that if this somebody sneezes or coughs, that small particle that hangs in the air, yeah. you can walk into it. But if you're wearing a mask, it kind of gives you a protection from those. Um, washing and hand washing is very, hand wash, very, okay. very important. I think those, please, those are some of the questions I want to ask um, in the latter part of the, um, of the show. The hand okay. washing okay. and also the face masking, social distancing. We would, I would, we would okay. want you to take us a little bit of, I mean, into details. Uh, we, okay. have, we have heard about vitamin C. Um, yeah. in the international media and locally sometimes you go even to the, um, the pharmacy and vitamin C is out of stock. What role does it play and um, does it help in any way? All right. Yeah, vitamin C and uh, all, all, all hosts of other vitamins like the B, uh, the B complexes help in the, uh, strengthening our immune system. And you know, a stronger immune system will prevent you from, I mean, will help you uh, not to catch the virus, or even if you catch the virus, it helps the way your body defends you against the virus. So it, don't, it doesn't give you serious illness. So in other words, it's almost like you are giving ammunition to your, the internal military uh, body yes. system. Yes. Okay. Um, does good eating habit also help us? Um, if we, we don't have, like, we go to the, I mean, the pharmacy, vitamin C is out of stock. Um, good eating habit, does it, does it help? Junk food? and Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, mostly you find your vitamins in fruits and vegetables. Okay. So vitamins are in the environment. They are in nature. They are in fruits, they are in vegetables. So you don't only have to uh, go and buy a vitamin C tablet. If you cannot get it, you have oranges, you have lime, you have cherry, you have other um, fruits and vegetables. Banana that you and can cool. eat. Banana, all those things you can eat and then you will get this vitamin C. It's more needed vitamins. So it's not only in in the tablet, but you Which, can it's the food that you eat. And you know, food also play a very important, a vital role because you know most of these pre-existing conditions. It's our like the diabetes, hypertension, heart problems, and heart disease, and yeah. all of that is as a result of our lifestyle, our eating our lifestyle of eating and our lifestyle of lack of exercise. So if, if I understand you well, um, if we adopted good eating habit, um, balanced diet, we wouldn't even be chasing vitamin C in the, in the pharmacies. <laughs> no, no, no. Then we wouldn't need vitamin C if we're okay. eating good. Okay. From 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 beginning. Yeah, from beginning. Not not just maybe last two weeks, last three weeks. No, no. Day. If we're eating good all along, then we wouldn't be chasing vitamin C. But we would have, have a lot reserved in our body. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And to my listeners, if you just joined us, 
Um, you are listening to Voice of Islam, and uh, we have a medical doctor who is taking us through um, some of the issues around coronavirus and how we can um, effectively um, drive it away, basically prevent ourselves from getting it and also some precautionary measures we can adopt. And in the course of the program, if you have any question, you can send to our WhatsApp uh, line 876-283-9533. Again, 876-283-9533. Um, Doc, let's, let's look at the elderly. We understand right from the beginning of this um, coronavirus or the COVID-19 disease, we were told that um, it is quite aggressive um, on the elderly. Um, what, what is the reason? All right. Yes, as we are still talking about the immune system, yeah. that's our body ability to defend us against any virus or bacteria that come in our body the elderly are more likely to have other comorbidities that's other sicknesses already pre-existing medical conditions and their immune system is not as strong as the younger folks so you are facing an uh, a host or a patient who is more likely to have uh, less immunity or the immune system uh, will be working less and at the same time they will have they are more likely to have other uh, pre-existing medical conditions so that makes them very vulnerable to this virus and that is why it affects in most jurisdictions you realize that it affects the elderly disproportionately than the younger. We don't say it doesn't affect the youth because that's, some that, of the that's young, my next question because there because are some, some young ones. Countries, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there are some young ones who sure. will also get sick. Yeah. There are some yeah. one young ones who have gotten sick and there are young ones who have died. Yeah. So we can't yeah. just sit down and say it's the disease of the elderly. So I will be okay because I'm young. No. You have to still do your uh, prevention. You have to still exercise. You have to still boost your immune system. And you have to do everything possible not to catch it. And you have to adhere to the advice being given by the ministry and by the health authorities. Avoid social media because most of those uh, advices you get on social media, most of them might not be true. It, it, is, it is quite important you have, you have highlighted this. And, um, you know, initially, one of the things we heard on social media is that some people even thought that the disease cannot even um, affect uh, black people. I mean, people, people you know, who are who have dark you know, uh, skin, particularly like African origin and those kind of um, things, because sometimes the, the heat, we, we heard a lot, a lot of things about it. So people took it for granted and said, yeah, it yeah. would never, and then see the, the, the devastation it is, it is causing in some African countries, even here in Jamaica, yeah. the figures yeah. keep jump, jumping every day. So it is quite important that you mention that the social media is not um, the ori or original source of uh, place that we should be taking some crucial information. 
And also you stated that the young ones should not make mistake and say that it is only a disease for the elderly. Because here in Jamaica, not going far, one of those who have passed away from this disease happened to be about 41 years, who cannot be yes. described as an elderly. So it no. is quite, quite important that um, you, you drew our attention to, to that. Another, another thing I want us to look at, Doc, um, initially, when this um, COVID-19 thing started in China, we were told that the fatality rate was between 2 to 3%. And I was, in a I was in a discussion with a gentleman who said, but this is not serious. There are many diseases which are killing people with higher fatality rate. So if this is 2 or 3%, it is not anything to worry about. That is the gentleman's you know, point of view. But then the figures we get give different um, fatality rate across different countries. For instance, in Australia, the fatality rate is about 1%. In the USA, it's about 5%. In Spain, yeah. it's about 10.4%. In Italy, it's about 13%. Yeah. What accounts for the sharp difference with regards to these countries? Yes, it's not different from what we have been talking about, the, the, the different societies and the, uh, the state of health of the society. Okay. So the healthier societies will stand a better chance to have less people die than a society that is sick. We're not saying that the society that have uh, larger figures are people who are sick, but they might have an elderly po population. They might have a population that have a lot of comorbidities or um, pre-existing medical conditions. Yeah. They might have a society and discipline play a vital role in that. Adhering to what the government or the, uh, the, the health Ministries. Uh, authorities is saying sure. is very important because if you adhere to the measures and you take the necessary precautions, then most people will not catch it and then most people will not die because then you will know what to do when you follow the right information and, the, and you follow the right instruction and orders given. So discipline, prevention, keep yourself active yeah. and keep indoors. Turn on your yard. Yeah, yeah. I think that is that is um, among among the last things I wanted to ask you. A lot of emphasis has been put by placed on hygiene, social distancing, um, yeah. and quite recently also face mask. Which, of course, um, it was a debate as to whether everybody should be wearing it or not. But then now I think we are getting towards a place where everybody has to wear it. In some countries, it yeah. is becoming like um, um, a mandatory. yeah, mandatory thing for people to wear and yeah. also staying at home. Um, as we speak now, you are speaking from an area which is under lockdown, and yeah. um, some people find it very difficult on, I think that the very day the lockdown was announced, this, the, 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 in the evening before the day it started, you could see people leaving St. Catherine, I mean, all over scattering, and this could also have a very negative um, you know, um, consequence. Can you take us through hygiene 
social distancing. You have, you have mentioned most of this in the earlier submissions, but then taking it one after the other, let's look at hygiene. Yes. Who does it play? Hygiene, yeah. very importantly, hand washing. Yes, you, we, as we already alluded to, sure. um, touching surfaces that is contaminated, maybe somebody sneeze, drop it on a surface, you don't know somebody open a doorknob, there's a droplet on it, touching it, and not washing your hand and touching your face, scratching your, your eyes or your yeah. nose and your mouth is dangerous because it can pass it, the, uh, the virus from that droplet to yourself okay. and you get infection. So that's where hand washing can never be overemphasized. If you go somewhere, you don't, I mean, if you can avoid touching surfaces, it's very important. Wash your hands as much as possible with soap and water because soap is adequate enough okay. to, kill, to kill the virus and the water will help to wash it away from your hands. Oh, okay. So which means when you use hand sanitizer, it kills it, but then it leaves it on your, on your hand, just like you enter, in my, a, in my, yeah. you enter a room mm -hmm. and then you spray um, any lice or anything on mosquitoes or house flies. You kill them, but then they are in the on, on the floor. But then yes. with water, you kill and you wash them away. You wash them away. Okay. Yes. Okay. Now, if you are at a place that you don't have water available and you have hand sanitizer, it's good to use it yeah. to kill the virus. But as soon as you get soap and water, please wash your hands. Okay. Kind of overemphasize on that. Hand washing is very important. Okay. Now, you know, with, with hygiene, one, another thing, I don't know whether you have something to add, but then the use of phone, it kind of breaks the, the rule of hand wash. You wash your hand and the phone cannot be washed. So people go back and touch their phones, which might have been contaminated already. Um, yes. What I personally do is when I'm going out recently, what I do is that I, I put the phone, I take it out of the cover and I put it in a, a ziplock. A ziplock yes. bag, transparent bag, no. and we in, in that you can use it as you as and when you want. But then once you come home, you can clean the bag without getting the phone wet. And then once you open the ziplock, you just leave the phone on a mattress or anything, and then the phone is clean as you put it back. I believe we have to also educate listeners on the use of phone and other things, how to take things out, and once we come back home, car keys and other things, how to sanitize them. Yes, that's important because, I mean, just wiping the phone with um, a cloth, a, a cloth with yeah. alcohol. Okay. Uh, any alcohol which is 70% and up is enough to kill the virus. Okay. So when you go out or if you wash your hand, Sure. And you have your hand sanitizer, which your alcohol-based hand sanitizer, which most of them will have. 70% alcohol or more, you can just, if you have a little tissue or rock, you can just spray it on it and wipe out the phone too. And then wash your hand. Because you want to sanitize your, your phone as well as sanitize your hands. Because yeah. uh, that is another source of uh, contamination. 
Now back to social distancing. It is quite a, a challenge in most countries, particularly those countries that don't have any formal, you know, um, guidelines with regards to how people should, you know, operate. Um, we see in most cases, even in St. Catherine, as the lockdown was announced, the very morning that people were allowed to go and do shopping, the social distancing has been a very big issue. You have people just, you know, on the other person's neck and mm, they are yes. just go entering one shop. So it is quite, quite dangerous. Um, can you, I mean, take us through what we are to do, even if you have to yeah. go and do shopping? It is um, simple. You stay two meters apart from each other. So even if you are going into a shop and they say line up outside, don't go and cluster together because people are talking in that cluster. Sure. Some people might sneeze, some people might cough, and these droplets and the micro droplets are in the environment. So social distancing, observe about two meters away from each other. So even if you are in the line, have the discipline enough. Don't come and group in one place. Just give space about two meters, which is roughly about six feet sure. apart from each other. And that uh, will prevent you from getting these uh, heavier droplets. Now, the, the face marks um, will protect you from these micro droplets who might, which might hang in the environment for a little longer. Yeah. But if, so if you observe your social distances, plus your face marks when you are in, outside in the public, then you should, and then obviously your hand uh, sanitizing and hand washing, then you should be good. Thank you very much. And I think we are coming to the end of um, our discussion. Um, let's look at the impact of this virus, COVID-19, as it, it has gotten its new name. What is the yeah. impact it has on the medical staff and also the medical facilities? That is quite important because I know in some countries they have suspended some services which, you know, in other words, could have been rendered to certain certain individuals. What impact does it have on the staff and the facilities? Yes, it has, first of all, with medical care and medical uh, facilities, it does have a tremendous impact. And preparation for this uh, COVID-19, most countries have stopped elective uh, surgeries, which are people who are scheduled to do a sur surgery okay. for particular sickness. You might have been scheduled six months ago without knowing that COVID is going to come. That's serious. Your surgery will be postponed in most countries. Uh, it affects the outpatient department. I mean, uh, people who, who have chronic illnesses who will go to the outpatient department regularly, monthly, to go and get their checkup and get their medication refilled. These people can be rescheduled for six months apart, which means that until the next six months or five months, they are not seeing, I mean, they will not be seeing the doctor. That's so that's affected uh, worldwide. It has affected the way healthcare is delivered because of the global emergency of this global pandemic. And 
it has also affected um, the, the medical staff in most countries because in some hospitals in uh, countries where people are dying, you know, the morale is not going to be the same. Okay. Like you go to work every day, you have to be thinking about how to protect yourself. And your you're family. thinking about how to save your life because that's yeah. the nature of the most important thing. Yeah. A, a doctor and nurse go to work because they want to save life. So your primary goal is to save life. At the same time, you have to be protecting yourself from also getting sick. And, bef and when your shift is over, you also have the headache of thinking, I'm going home. Do I have this sickness? Am I going to pass it to my family? Are you going to, most people will go back home to their wives or their husbands and the children. And the uncertainty. And the uncertainty. And you, sometimes you have older parents at home. So going back to your older folks at home, you are scared, afraid that you might pass them. So you have to take, uh, uh, I mean, a uh, tremendous precaution sure. to make sure that the clothes you wear, you wear at work are not the clothes that you wear home. Okay. The, when you go home, the first thing is shower. Take up all the clothes that you had outside, put them, if you can do that inside your, uh, in the backyard before you reach Before even you enter, yeah. Yes, it's better. That's what I, I do have, when, I, when, I, when yeah. I go out and I come. I, I mean, I take the outer clothes outside and I put, I put them in hot water <laughs> before, <laughs> before I enter the house. Yeah. So, I mean, all of this will take its toll on the healthcare worker. That's serious. Yeah. So we hoping that our society will be disciplined enough to adhere to all the advices that our Prime Minister has been given, the Minister of Health, the, the Chief Medical uh, Officer, and all of them have been given and listening to your doctors and uh, stay safe. Thank you very much, Dr. Mohammed. I think this is all that we would have you respond to on today's episode of Voice of Islam. May God bless you abundantly and all the medical staff. And as you do your part in battling this pandemic, it is our prayer and hope that the public also do our part by adhering to the directives and also the guidelines issued by the government and agencies of state responsible for health. And to you, my cherished listener, this is all that time would allow on today's episode of Voice of Islam. Please, when you take a moment to say a prayer, do remember our medical staffs in your prayers. They are our heroes. You might notice that a lot of countries have declared war against this global pandemic. And usually when war is declared, it is the army that we see them at the forefront of you know, the battle. In this case, the medical staffs are the soldiers putting their lives on the line uh, by defending and protecting us. And it is quite appropriate that we also, as citizens, do the best we can by staying at home to reduce the spread of the coronavirus. Until we come your way next 
time with another interesting episode for me and on behalf of the Ahmedia Muslim community here in Jamaica. It is love for all and hatred for none. By then, I also leave you with the prayer of the spiritual head of the Ahmedia Muslim community, His Holiness Mirza Masrur Ahmed, on the coronavirus pandemic. Once again, with, with relation to the pandemic that is rampant nowadays, that there are many who are infected, you should also pray for them. May Allah the Almighty grant everyone recovery and cure. May Allah the Almighty enable us as well to tread on the path of his contentment. May we in the true manner also worship Allah the Almighty in the correct manner. And may we fulfill Hakukullah, the rights due to Allah and Hakukul Ibad, the rights due to mankind. May this pandemic rapidly be alleviated from the world. May mankind be given intellect and understanding. May they come to recognize their creator. May mankind and well become those who bow down to Allah. May they come to recognize the oneness of Allah, that is Tawheed. May Allah have mercy upon everyone.